You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Welcome into a special edition of At The Podium, the unfortunately timed year-end edition where Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman stand together and field questions about the past and future of this Philadelphia Eagles team. I'm your host, Michael Kiss. This is all brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Look, there are a bevy of topics discussed in this one. However, none more important than the quarterback situation moving forward, to which the organization has made pretty clear that it is, as expected, Carson Wentz's team moving forward as far as the rest of the roster there's a ton of evaluations to go through in terms of self-scouting the front office has some key decisions to make as to who will be a casualty of turnover and who will stay but as we transition to the draft it is notable that Howie Roseman had high praise for the upcoming defensive tackle and defensive end class this year calling it historical and I gotta tell you he might be on to something so a nice draft teaser here as we start to refocus our efforts here at Bleeding Green Nation but that's for another day right now we have the year-end press conference with Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman. So let's go to the podium. Um, you know, a lot of times the season ends so quickly that you don't have a lot of time to reflect. But just last night, sitting back and thinking about uh, our season and our team and our organization, our owner, Jeffrey Lurie, deserves a lot of credit for the organization that he has built here, uh, the character and resiliency you see in the people here in this building on this football team. Our coaching staff, led by Coach Peterson, we were four and six. We were six and seven. Coming off a Super Bowl championship, it would have been very easy for us to say this was not our year. But our players rallied around each other. They rallied around our coaching staff. I'm really proud to sit here. Um, We've won 26 games the last two years. Been in five playoff games. There's a lot of really good going on. We talk about our fans. Again, six and seven on the road in LA, taking over the stadium. Coming back here against the Texans, come from a behind victory. Unbelievable crowd. Going to Washington, taking over that stadium. Being in the playoffs and seeing Eagles fans in Chicago and New Orleans. Really special time to be part of this organization and be part of this city. We know we have a lot of work to do this off season. We know we have to improve the roster. Uh, we're looking forward to that challenge, and uh, we're going to get to work on it right away. Is Carson the quarterback going forward? And if so, what does that mean for Nick? 
Uh, yes, Carson is the quarterback going forward. Um, and in Nick's case, listen, we, we, we'd love to have everybody back um, throughout the roster. But as I've said many, many times, you know, it's not about one guy. You know, it's about the team, and we're going to do what's best for the team. Howie, uh, did you feel as strongly about this, the roster going into this season as you did last season? And if so, uh, do you think that what happened this season kind of proved that? that even though you didn't go all the way, uh, it seemed like, uh, you know, you had way more injuries. Yeah, we had a lot of confidence in the roster. Um, we had a lot of confidence in the roster last year and this year. But, again, this league, it's, it's a war of attrition. And you know you're going to lose players. It's the amount of players that you lose and at what positions you lose them. Um, we try to build as much depth as possible as we can and continue to try to do that. But um, certainly felt good about uh, the team and, and their match with our coaching staff and our schemes. We, um you lost a lot of players along the way, and you had to have a lot of kids grow up in a hurry. And a lot of these kids really turned the corner the last few games of the season. How much does that help you in the process in terms of building this roster for 2019? Well, once again, you got to give a lot of credit to the coaching staff as well uh, for getting guys ready to play and putting them in a position to be successful. Um, our scouting staff as well for um, giving us options that can come in and contribute to a team, a team that's playing in big games, but now you're at a point where you look at some of those additions and you say they could be part of the future of this team. And uh, as we look at what kind of resources we have going forward and our draft picks and our money and getting those guys, the money in the street guys that you get during the course of the season who now you think can be part of the future of this team, um, it's gratifying in a lot of ways. Uh, Howie, you guys had about a 50% increase in the number of games lost to injury. How much of a factor do you think that had on the team on the, on the results this season? It's throwing me off. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, one more time. Uh, you guys had about 50 percent of uh, increase in the number of games lost to injury. How much of an impact do you think that had on the on this on the season? Well, yeah, I think that when you you look at at our IR list, there are a lot of good players on that list. Uh, there's no doubt about it, and. Um, we have to study, we have to figure out ways to uh, continue to get healthier and to um, keep our players on the field. Um, it's something that we don't take for granted and it's something that uh, we want to improve on um, because we know that uh, it affects the it affects our record, it affects the, the bottom line of it. And um, certainly they would have helped in New Orleans. So um, it's something that we're going to take a long look at and study and try to get better at. Let me follow up just real quick. Um, so you, you guys did turn over the, the medical staff. Mm -hmm. You never had an opportunity to explain why you guys made that decision. And, and if so, do you think that had any correlation to the number of injuries? Well, um, we had three changes on our medical staff. Um, all of those reasons were different, all three. All three were personal in nature. Um, you know, those were guys who had been here for as long as I had been here. Um, and certainly when you're coming off a Super Bowl victory, it's not something that you're anticipating, making a lot of changes in that area. You know, it was shortened off season. Uh, but by the same token, uh, we put people in place that we have a lot of confidence in. Uh, we have to allow them to grow in their jobs and continue um, to show faith in them because we do have faith in them. Doug, just to wrap up the Saints game, when you watched the film, uh, got off to such a hot start, and then the last seven drives, no points. What did you kind of see as the reasons for um, the offense not being able to get things going? Yeah, you know, obviously not not good enough. Um, to help us try to win that football game. And, and, you know, there were, there were a couple of things we, you know, we lost Brandon Brooks, um, early, um, 
you know, and then and then at that point too, we we had the turnover there in the second quarter, you know, the throw to Zach, and you know, and then you just kind of feel as the game went, the the momentum just sort of switched just a little bit, and and um, then you get into that third quarter of that game where they had a they had that eighteen play. I mean, it was you know twelve minutes. I mean, it was a long, long drive, and it and it really uh, you know it took took some gas out of our out of our team, out of our defense at that point, but. You know that's no reason we still gave us a chance at the end. Um, you know to drive uh, for the for the game winning winning touchdown and and uh, it just uh, just came up short. Uh, Howie, the timeline on Carson's injury, just for accuracy's sake. I mean, Doug was out here working through it with us. It was a tough spot for him at that time. Carson was on the injured report uh, two weeks before the bye. And then wasn't on it again. And then after Dallas, obviously he, he didn't play again. Was their scan taken the first time that did not either detect or discover, <clears throat> excuse me, the stress fracture, and was it didn't pop up until later after Dallas? Or what's your understanding of when you first heard the word, "Hey, this could be a stress fracture"? Yeah, my understanding is that um, Carson talked about the injury yesterday, and Coach Peterson has talked about it as well. So. Um, you know, I kind of stand by from, what they said. From an organizational said. standpoint, you must have been at the forefront of this. Though. Oh, we all meet together. You know, um, we meet as a group. So um, I stand by what both those guys said. But what they said was imprecise. Yeah, I think, again, you know, when we talk about injuries, injuries are personal nature. Um, you know, I don't want to get involved in timetables or um, going backwards about it. Um, we feel very good about where Carson's going to be and having a full off season, and we're excited for him to have that. Uh, it's for either one of you. Uh, I know evaluations are ongoing still, but can you say with any certainty right now that uh, your three coordinators will return in 2019? Yeah, you're, you're accurate in saying that. Uh, you know, this is this is a week of evaluations. Um, we're going to get through our roster this week as well as what the coaches are doing. But um, yeah, my three coordinators will be back. Howie, if. Uh, it, because Carson is is the the guy for the future, he is he is eligible for an extension this offseason. Are those conversations that that you will explore? Um, we're going to look again and have a meeting with the coaching staff this week and um, talk about where we are and what we're trying to do going forward. Uh, we haven't had a lot of substance in those conversations, and um, because we want to have relationships with our players, where we keep those talks close to the vest. Uh, I don't know that it, it would be helpful to talk about any player about what we want to do, but uh, obviously it's our job to keep as many good players here for as long as we can. And uh, in their prime and guys we drafted, those are guys who are always going to be a focus for us. Howie, um, you talked about four, being four and six after ten games. When you do your offseason evaluations, how, how do you factor in – I mean, do you kind of just forget that? Do you do you factor in the fact that for half the season this this wasn't a particularly good team? How, how do you you know how do you value the first ten games versus the last eight? Yeah, I think that you have to even go back further and go back to kind of our off season and um, training camp. And we had a lot of guys coming off of off season surgeries. We didn't have a lot of continuity and look at uh, what kind of factor that was about not having a lot of guys playing together and then getting guys kind of on the fly, which you know, puts the coaching staff in a tough spot. But. No, our, our goal is to win championships, and uh, we fell short. Um, and so we have to do whatever we can to make sure we improve the team and not just sit here and just say, hey, you know, we were uh, one drive away from being in the championship game, and that's our goal, to improve the team. Yeah, Doug, I wanted to ask you about your offensive line. Uh, you got Brandon now that's got a torn 
Achilles. Uh, you got JP who turns 37 later this month. You know, you got the Kelsey retirement talk. I mean, how do you view your offensive line right now going forward? And how high a priority is it going to be in free agency in the draft? Yeah, I mean, that's that's obviously a lot right there. Um, listen, our offensive line was one of the top offensive lines, I felt like, in the National Football League. And, and uh, it is unfortunate, Brandon's injury, uh, how it happened and when it happened this, obviously, last game of the season. But... You know, moving forward, very comfortable. Um, not going to get into a lot of a lot of specifics, obviously, with each guy. But and how he's alluded to the fact that we'd love to have them all back. Um, you know, that's that's part of this process. Is part of you know building relationships with our team. And and, and the more guys, obviously, up front that uh, you know that, that you can keep together uh, in the future is great for one for your quarterback, great for your running game, and, and just great for your offense in, in in general. And you know, I think too, we got a lot of confidence in some of our young players. You know, we got Jordan Mulata and and Pryor and you know and, and and of course Big V has played a ton of ton of snaps in his his three years and Isaac and so you know a lot of confidence there too and this will be a big off season for those guys. Um, Howie, um, you guys obviously you know have a lot of veterans you know some on expiring contracts and everything and you know a lot of picks coming up in the draft. Like, do you foresee like a lot of like more turnover than you have in, in past years and also um you know how do how do you balance that you know while and obviously among the top teams in in the nfl i mean how difficult is that going to be yeah typically you're looking at 15 to 20 percent turnover your roster in every year and um some of that's just based on attrition some of that's uh, based on decisions you have to make but it's very important also that we keep our core together and that we maintain the culture that Coach Peterson and his staff have built and continue to keep leaders here to show our young players the right way to do things. And um, we're going to try to make sure that we do everything possible to feel the best possible team. Um, this isn't a situation where we're looking to have just a youth movement um, uh, we're looking to compete at a very high level next year and um, really hopefully be doing that for as long as we're standing up here. Yeah, Howie, uh, you've touched on this a little bit, but with Carson, you've had two years in a row where he's not available in December and January. Uh, how much does that concern you? Uh, how do you factor that going forward uh, when you look at uh, your, your planning for the, for the team? I think the first part of that question, uh, we have a lot of confidence in Carson um, and his ability to be our quarterback and um, to be hopefully, you know, a 19 game starter when we look at what the season, what we're trying to do. Um, that being said, coach from the day he came here, quarterback's always going to be a priority position for us. We're always going to try to have talent at that position. Um, we got great quarterback teachers in this building. And, um, you know, we're always going to be looking at that spot and, and trying to improve like any other spot that, that's important to our football team. Howie, um, when you look at this upcoming draft, what are some of the positions that you think are strong and what are some of the ones maybe not so strong? You know, last year when we made the trade to go back in the second round, we had uh, our scouts did a great job. Um, Joe Staff had done a great job of looking forward to this draft and seeing and anticipating what the strengths would be and, um, it's clearly a, a very good defensive line group, uh, really probably a historical defensive line group, and that's both at end and tackle. Um, you know, the quarterback class probably at the top is, is a little bit less than it has been the last couple of years. You had a, a draft last year where five were taken in the first round, um, and it was probably heavier at the top of the running back class. But 
um, you know, uh, we, we've been through this process a little bit here and we got to catch the coaches up a little bit on it because it's a process that starts in May for last year for us. And, uh, as it comes out, it, it's a record number of underclassmen who have, I guess, publicly declared and, uh, we'll factor those guys into the process too, and then get all the information and, and kind of figure out exactly where the strengths are. Probably an easier discussion to have um, when we meet again in April. Question for, uh, Doug. Now that the season's over, uh, a lot of people say it takes a year to come back from knee surgery uh, with Carson tearing up two um, ligaments. Can you tell us, do you think he was affected by that coming back, whether it's timing, whether it's planting uh, mechanics? And also, do you think some of the things that Nick Foles has been able to do with the offense that Carson can learn from some of the things that Nick did? I think the first part of your question, um, I go back to – you know, the year 2017, Carson had a full off season. He was healthy and uh, he was able to go through OTAs and, and gather that timing and rhythm and everything that led into the season and, and the MVP type season that he was having in 2017 before the, before the injury, obviously fast forward to uh, last off season. He didn't have that. He didn't have that uh, off season with his, with his teammates. Um, he was rehabbing. Uh, he was going through that process and he missed, missed obviously training camp. There were some, specialty situations as you know like seven on sevens and things like that that we got him out there but i i do think that those can you know it's you're talking about quarterbacks and receivers quarterbacks and running backs and there's a timing there's a there's a relationship that you got to have and when you miss that time it, it will affect the overall big picture of things and and so i think what you saw this season as the season progressed got better and better and better and his numbers got better and the completion percentage got better. And, and, and so that time lost was what he had to make up during the season, which is, which is extremely hard, um, hard to do. Um, refresh my memory now on the second part of your question. Oh yeah. Court. I, I think, I think, I do think that, that Carson, um, one of one of his strengths is is just sitting in these last couple of seasons, just just watching and observing and, and being able to process all that information and and what he can take out of out of watching Nick these last these last two seasons, you know, especially in some of these big games. I, you know, it's it's we've been blessed to have this type of quarterback room, you know, here in Philadelphia since I've been here, and 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 for. A guy like Nick to come in and and play as well as he has and well as well as he did, um, you can't help but take away things that 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 I could use, you know, Carson could use moving forward, and and there 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 has to be a blend of that, and um, so I think moving forward, you know, um, Carson, listen, he, he's still a young quarterback and he's still learning this game and learning um, learning the position and, and just watching guys throughout the league and. Um, it's valuable experience, obviously, um, being able to watch guys like Nick Nick play. John. Howie, um, you mentioned uh, early some of the good things that have happened here over the past two years, all the wins, all the playoff games. How, how difficult is it to sort of put aside the emotion when talking about veteran players and potentially bringing them back and what they've done for this organization? Yeah, it's hard. Uh, these are guys who have done a lot for this football team, uh, for this organization, for this city, and um, also good people and people you like being around on an everyday basis. You know, we're here a lot. Uh, we're in the building a lot. 
um, we're with each other a lot. So when you have people like that, it, it's hard to separate the emotion. And uh, that's why we try to put some distance between the season um, when we do our evaluations um, and try to be objective about what we want to do going forward to improve the team. One of those guys, Howie, is obviously Nick Foles. You're going to have a, a tough decision to make about him. How much, when it's a guy like that who's meant so much, how much do you have to factor in what would be best for him and uh, what he would want? You know, it's always got to be what's best for our football team and the Philadelphia Eagles. So we got to make decisions based on that. But there's also a respect factor for guys that have done a lot for us and been part of it. Um, we try to factor that in as well. But uh, the bottom line is we, we got to do what's best for our football team to help us win games going forward. Uh, for Howie, the uh, Golden Patriot, did that work out the way you wanted? And do and you stand by the price you paid for him? Uh, no question. You know, when we made the trade, uh, we were four and four. Uh, we were looking for a spark. Um, we were looking for more firepower on offense. Uh, when you talk about Golden, here's a guy who's got incredible character, uh, incredible production, um, can really fit any scheme. Uh, everyone in this building was incredibly excited about adding him to our football team. Uh, we knew the price to pay. Uh, we wanted to make a playoff run. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we were putting our team in a position to do that. Um, and we're always going to put our foot on the gas. It doesn't mean we're always going to be right, but we don't look back uh, with regret. We look back at our process, and I feel very good about our process. And um, we're going to be aggressive. And um, when we're swinging and we're going to be aggressive, we're gonna, we feel like we're going to be right a lot more than we're going to be wrong. In this case, uh, feel very good about that. And, and you saw the contributions that he made um, in a big game, uh, the stage isn't too big for Golden Tate. Howie, have you given thought, if it would work out from both sides, to keeping both Nick Foles and Carson Wentz? Is it one of those things where Nick has made it known that he wants to be a starter because he has these opportunities? Or would it not make sense given all the other needs that this team has financially? Uh, we would love to keep Nick Foles. I mean, um, you talk about a guy who um, we've we drafted here and we've grown incredibly close with. I mean, I don't know a team that wouldn't want to have Nick Foles on their roster. So um, certainly as we go into uh, the substance of those discussions, we haven't had them yet, um, but uh, there's no question we love having Nick Foles uh, as an Eagle in Philadelphia, and we'd love to keep him. I'd like to hear from both a, a personnel building standpoint and coaching standpoint what the, what the biggest takeaway is uh, coming off of a, a Super Bowl year or a long postseason year and what it takes to – kind of rebound the next because obviously a tough thing to do but something that you guys are hoping to have is uh, sustained success it's quick it's a quick turnaround you know I remember um, we got back Monday night from the Super Bowl and, and driving in Tuesday morning and just feeling like we're six weeks behind um, and we got to get up to speed and you think about how, how the calendar goes and even at this time of year you're just kind of you're jumping two things and uh you know, everything kind of happens quicker. So you don't have as much time to kind of take a step back and uh, you're rolling, but it's a great problem to have. And we're hoping to have the problem again going forward. I think on the, uh, you know, on the football side and how he alluded to this, um, looking back on it, you, you, you just got to, you got to keep your foot on the, gra on the gas. You got to stay aggressive um, in your off season, you know, in your, in your preparation. Um, you know, there's things you look back on, and, and as coaches, you know, we, we, we like to go back and scheme about, go back and watch our schemes, offensively, defensively, and special teams. And, you know, um, that was cut cut short, and you're kind of buzzing through some of that. And, 
you know, I think there's different things that you can do uh, moving forward. Having looked back on it now, moving forward, where you can you can sort of not expedite it, but you can be a little more efficient in some of your evaluation process offensively and defensively. And I think on special teams and then at the same time, man, your players are, are right back in the building within a matter of two months and, and your OTAs are going. But you have to stay aggressive. You can't you can't pull you can't pull off. You, you keep kind of the hammer down, you know, um, and, and you it, it becomes learned. It becomes a trained habit. Um, and we're trying to create good habits here. And, you know, we want to be playing in January. We want to be playing for championships. And and, and that's all part of the process. For Howie and Coach, please, piggybacking off of what Tim is asking, um, coming off of a Super Bowl year, looking at this season in, in its totality, how would you assess it, overachieving or underachieving? You know, I think uh, I look at it, obviously, as the head football coach and, and you know, um, one, the number of the number of injuries to starters to start the season uh, who miss games. You know, that was that was real. That was a, that was a real thing. And and then as the season went on, you know, beginning to, to lose a couple more starters to eventually, you know, having about 13 or 14 guys down. So, um, you know, but but the fact of the matter is, yeah, we were four and six at one point after 10 games. And then to make the run, I, I want to be playing our best ball in the months of November and December into January. So and I think that's what we were doing. And and you really don't know a whole lot about your football team in the month of September, especially coming out of training camp when you're trying to evaluate a bunch of guys. So as the season progressed, we began to, you know, sort of overachieve just a little bit. Guys were guys were, you know, doing doing things right and in and, and preparing right and, and studying and getting themselves ready. And we were able to win some tough games. I and mean, we were on the we were on the road, what, three out of four there at the end. I mean, you know, we had the Cowboy game on the road, then we're out in LA. Of course we come home Houston on the road to Washington. So uh, it was a tough stretch to finish, and we did we did some great things getting ourselves into the postseason. We'll take four more. Four more <coughs> um, for both of our, you. I'm sorry, Howie, go ahead. Did you hear me, Dantra? Um Our goal is to win a world championship. You know, uh, we put a lot of time and effort in, into trying to repeat. Um, you know, so it, that at the end of the day, there's only one team that stands up with that trophy and has that parade, and, and we wanted to bring that back to Philly. Um, but by the same token, um, the character that this team showed and, you know, coach talked about it last year about the new norm, about playing in January and building a consistent winner, which was one of our goals when coach Peterson came here. And so we're proud of that. Um, but at the same time, you know, our expectations are high and, um, we want to continue to um, be playing at the last game of the year and, and winning that game. Um, this is also for both of you, um, is there anything you would have done differently considering the shortness of the offseason to, to sort of springboard you more efficiently into the early part of the season? Doug, you referenced playing on the road down the stretch. Well, you, if you'd won more earlier, you might have had a home field advantage. Is there anything either one of you would have done differently? And especially, Doug, you, you, you seem to change the offensive and defensive schemes right after the uh, Dallas game uh, or maybe during the Giants game. Things were simplified. Do you wish you'd done that earlier? Well, anytime, you know, anytime as you as you go through about your first six, eight games of the year, you're, um, you know, you're 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 self-evaluating, 
you know, after every game and you're looking back on your, your tendencies as an offense, defense, and even on special teams as, as coaches, as coordinators. Um, and, and so you're trying to keep, you're trying to keep through game planning. You're trying to keep your opponent sort of second guessing and, and all of that. And then eventually you get to that point in the season where you go, you know what, you got to get back to some of your basics, some of your core stuff that, that, that really began to work, um, whether it be, um, in the run game or obviously in the, in the passing game. And I think, I think as the season went, um, you know, and then of course, you know, we, we brought in golden and, and we're trying to catch him up and, and get, get him up to speed. And, you know, we moved Nelly back outside and, and did some things in that. So we kind of, at that point said, Hey, let's, let's get back to some of our core. And, and that quarter, that sort of, you know, it was a springboard. It was a catalyst to, to the end of the season. And, you know, I look back and say, okay, well, you know, we started with the Falcons game where we came out of training camp using those plays and we, we won that game and, you know, uh, different things like that. So, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. You can always go back and, and say, yeah, we could have simplified back then. It is a lesson learned, however, uh, moving forward um, and something we'll consider this spring. Yeah, I just think that um, when you have a long year like we had last year and we had a lot of guys coming off of off-season surgeries, um, just continuing to improve the depth on your football team. I mean, it is a marathon, the football season, and making sure that you have guys who are coming in and and playing at a high level so that you're not taking a step back when you have those injuries, and uh, especially the longer the year goes because guys aren't recuperating the same amount of time. You're losing those six weeks. Oh, yeah. Back in the spring, Darren Sproul said it was probably his last season uh, because he lost significant time along the way. He left the door open about the possibility of playing another year. How much of any does he figure into your future equation for this roster? Well, everyone knows how we feel about Darren Sproles. Uh, again, as a person and a player, um, there's not many guys who've walked through this building who have higher character, um, who have better leadership ability, and have the chance to go to the Hall of Fame. So... Uh, I think that everyone just needs a time to get away and um, you kind of reconvene those conversations at the appropriate time. Um, and that's what we'll do. Uh, jumping off that, how, how do you feel about the running back situation you guys are in right now? You have a couple guys who are going to be free agents, a couple guys coming off injury. I'm just wondering if you see that as a need as you head into the offseason. Yeah, I think that's, um, you know, when we look at all the positions and we go through it, um, Jay getting hurt early, Corey getting hurt, that was a position that was affected. Those were two of the three guys who um, were part of the rotation in the Super Bowl last year, you know, really key guys. And so um, we have to look at at that among other positions and um, figure out kind of where we are going forward. And, and again, uh, we want to strengthen the roster. We, we want to make sure we're improving the roster and we're an outstanding pat and um, – wherever we end up coming up to those positions that we need to improve. Howie, why wasn't uh, when Carson first popped up on the injury report with the back injury, why wasn't that uh, stretch fracture identified earlier than it was? Um, again, I'm not going to go into specifics on injuries. Um, I'm going to let what Carson talked about, the injury, his own injury, um, be spoken for and – um, everything we did complied with the NFL rules. Did the did, did, did team come to any conclusion about – the process there about why why because he said it was an, an evolution of the injury did you guys come to any conclusion when you looked at your medical staff and, the, and what had happened there jeff i'm gonna stand by carson talked about his injury and um I'm gonna stand by everything that we've said to that point and again we complied with every nfl rule for doug wanted to, wanted to follow up on uh, zach's question about the running 
Um, How much of it is the injuries? How much of it is that you need to improve the running back room? I think it's a little of both. I think it's, uh, you know, I, I don't put everything on the running back position. Um, the offensive line has a part in that, tight ends. Um, you know, obviously injury plays a part of that. And so, you know, it's as Howie said, we'll, we'll take a look at that as we evaluate this spring. Um, you know, we, the injuries with Jay and Corey, obviously, you know, uh, lessened that position a little bit. That's some, that's two guys that, that took a, you know, a bunch of a bunch of reps last year uh, in 2017. Um, and so, moving forward, we'll evaluate it and and again do do what's right for the team. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. See you in April. Hey, I'm Anil Dash, and I'm the host of a new show called Function from the Vox Media Podcast Network and Glitch. This season, we're talking with experts about why our voting machines are so bad and how that might hurt our elections. We'll also talk with an animator to find out how popular dances from the real world end up in video games. And we're going to tackle the biggest question in tech. Why do so many celebrities use screenshots from that Apple Notes app to make their public apologies when they screw up? You can find new episodes of Function every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Microsoft Azure for sponsoring Function. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.